Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 6. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation of this text. Now I, Paul, appeal to you with the gentleness and kindness of Christ. Though I realize you think, think I am timid in person and bold only when I write from far away. Well, I am begging you now so that when I come, that's it, I want to, when I come, when I come, I'm coming with a sense of strength. I'm coming with power. I'm coming with the authority of God. I'm, I'm not coming in weakness. I'm, when I come, I won't have to be bold with those who think we act with human motives. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Thus far, the word of God. You may go to your seats around the building. I want to take a moment as we take a closer look into this text, verse number 5, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. I want to talk in this service from the theme, the battle for the mind. The battle for the mind. If I can get your mind, I can affect other things that you do. One scripture says, so as a man thinketh. Amen. Matter of fact, when the, the spies went over and looked over at the promised land, they came back and talked about how they saw themselves. 
grasshoppers. Mine. The mine is a terrible thing to waste. The mind is a terrible thing not to develop, an undeveloped mind. One of the things that we know in order to keep our minds sharp is activity. The persons who are engaged in the kinds of things that will fight against the things that would come because of a sedentary mind. Again, my mother used to say, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. There, is, there, are, there are decisions that we make as to what we will think about. Are you a positive thinker? Are you a negative thinker? Are you one who sees possibilities? Or are you a person who lives by fear? There's a battle for the mind. If I can get your mind, I can affect other things about you. Matter of fact, that I see into the eyes of persons today who know something about boxing. And one thing about boxing sometimes they get you got to deal with that sense of core. If I am able to pound the body, eventually it's going to affect and determine the end of the fight. If I can affect one's mind, matter of fact, it was the mind that tried to keep you from coming to worship today. It was the mind, and some of you, as you will age and no longer have the same kind of mental dexterity, and you couldn't remember where you had your keys, and you're looking around, the mind, the mind. Have you seen it? I know it hasn't happened to many in this room. When, when you were looking for your glasses, and then you find out, that your glances were right there on your head, your mind. There's a battle, and that battle is a battle that can affect one's mind. Matter of fact, one of the things that we, you can do to keep yourself sharp is to make sure I am anchored in the Word of God. It is in this particular passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 that we realize that the Apostle Paul, as he writes this second letter to the church at Corinth, at one time he was misled, at one time he was on the wrong road. But if you follow the life of Saul, now turned into Paul, you realize that, that sooner or later there was a shift. One could say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That mind has been now taken over as Paul is on his way to Damascus. And as he's on his way, he has his own personal encounter. It's one thing for your parents to have an encounter, for your friends to have an encounter. But what about your own personal relationship? Here it is, the battle for one's mind. And Paul, as he is writing this particular 
epistle to the church at Corinth, he understands that, yes, there is a battle for the mind. Number one, God's holy word can destroy any and every spiritual impediment. What is it that seeks to block your faith and your own personal development? Is it something that happened in your past? Is it a pain that has affected you from yesterday and that pain from yesterday is affecting your present and clouding your future? That's what can happen when you think there is no hope but you do realize that we can in the in the words of your Omega brother uh, Jesse Jackson, you can keep hope alive. That is the reality reality that we have to understand as brothers and sisters in the faith. I'm not going to let you have my mind. What am I going to do? I'm going to saturate myself with the very word of God. I'm going to stay in prayer because that is that allows me to have ongoing conversation with God because I'm not going to let you have my mind. Number one, God's holy word can destroy any and every spiritual impediment, no matter what the challenge is. The A clause of verse number five says, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. What is it that keeps you from knowing God? You understand that we are now living in a generation where this is the most unchurched generation ever. Many persons now have no church affiliation. Matter of fact, they are persons now who talk against organized religion. And they say, I'm a person of faith, but I do not believe in organized religion. Well, and when somebody talks like that, you automatically know they are not speaking from the Word of God because the Word of God set up organized religion. The Bible says that upon this rock, I will build my church. Why is God going to build a church that he does not need? Do we only need a church when we want to get married, get our babies blessed, or when we have time for a funeral? No, the church church of God is here that it might be able to empower person, being able to help persons in their daily journey because the battle for the mind is not just a weekend battle. The battle for the mind is not just from nine to five because sometimes you're going to have a battle with the mind that will not allow you to sleep at night. But But even while you can't sleep, the Bible said that we serve a God who will never slumber and he will never sleep the battle for the mind, but I understand here is my reality. If God be for you, he is more than the world against you. I think I got somebody who's a witness out there. You have seen your money acting funny and your change being strange, but I also can say that I serve a God who can step in right on time, throw out the lifeline, pull you out of whatever the challenge challenge is and I can 
Give God praise. Somebody trying to figure out how can I praise the Lord when I'm looking at David. David in the Old Testament said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to give God. Do I have anybody in here? I made a decision. I will bless the Lord at all times, not just when my things are going right in my life, but I will bless God at all times. The battle for the mind, because it says right here in that clause, we destroy every proud obstacle. You must understand that the Bible lets us know that every knee is going to have to bow. Every tongue is going to have to confess. And no matter how bad you think you are, no matter how strong you think you are, the day is going to come when you're going to have to understand who gives you that strength. I got to remind people all the time that you got to plug into the power of God. And then when I plug into that power, God is going to show up in my life. I talked last night in our Saturday worship, and I talked about you got to put some things away. You got to put away the things that are going to impede your progress, and sometimes putting things away, and sometimes you got to put some people away. I got to put you away because I can't allow your negativity to get into my spirit. I can't allow your negative words to affect my mind because you have to realize that God has put some great things within us and all I've got to do is take whatever I have, put it in the hands of God, and then you can watch miracles about to happen. I see some Bible readers out there. You have to understand David was not a draft pick. Matter of fact, he was undrafted and yet he shows up and brings down a giant. What I'm trying to tell somebody here, you can be a giant killer because when you show up, you show up with the power of God. And when you show up, you realize that God can take ordinary and yet he can do extraordinary. Is there anybody here on a Sunday morning and you don't mind praising God because I will not let you devil have my mind. You can't have it. That's what I talked about last night. You, you, I got to put some things away. I got to put them away. I've got the, we, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. I want to know you, God. And even as I know you, God, there's some things about you I'm not going to understand. But even though I don't understand it, I'm still going to trust you. That's why the New Testament utilizes that word, the mysteries of God because you're not going to understand everything that God is doing in your life. But that song says, I will trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust you, God. I can trust you, God, that you can see further than I can see. I can trust you, God, because I can look at your track record and realize what you've done before. You can do it again. I'm trusting you, God, that you can show up and anytime God shows up, he's always going 
to show out. That's the first thing that I need to tell you in this worship experience. The second thing is you got to refuse to give in to your humanity. All of us, we have a human side of us and that human side of us, sometimes we will get physically tired and we don't want to go on any further, but you cannot give in to your own humanity. It was Peter walking on the water and why while he was walking on the water, I would also argue that Peter was walking in the spirit. But then as Peter is walking in the spirit, he's, he, his humanity comes out. And when his humanity comes out, he starts to sink there in the water. Because he said, I shouldn't be out here walking on water. I'm, I'm going to start sinking. What I'm trying to tell you, that when you take your eyes off of God and you start looking at yourself. That's that word ego. Ego is edging God out. I got to keep you, God, in the center of whatever goes on in my life. And as long as you're in the center of my life, I already have the victory. As long as you're at the center of my life, I already have joy. Why don't you have joy, Reverend? I got joy because the world didn't give it to me and the world is not going to take it away. You will not Take away my mind. I'm not going to take it away. Not going to take it away. And so let me give you, let me look at this particular verse and look at it from the biblical perspective. In verses number three and four, there's a word that is there. In verse number three, it says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. I realize my humanity and I understand that, Lord, I'm going to take my humanity and in your humanity, humanity, every now and then you will feel a sense of weakness, but I'm look, but then is the time I've got to open up the word of God because every time I open up this book, I realize that it is a living epistle. It, this is not a John Grisham novel. It's the word of God and the word of God is here to tell me that no matter what the challenge is, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want the word of God tells me I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The word of God tells me, but yes, for God I live and for God I'll die. The word of God is going to tell me that they might have meant it for evil, but God can turn that thing around for good. Is there anybody here and you don't mind celebrating? I thank God I give my mind, my heart, my soul over to you. So it is. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. So the reality is you're going to go through challenges, and we want to see how strong your faith is. We use, verse number three, God's mighty weapons. You have to understand that this is a mighty weapon. Come on, somebody. I know we're living in this gun culture now where everybody wants to conceal, everybody wants to pack, all those kind of things. But you want a mighty weapon. Come on, somebody. 
You want something that can be with you. Oh, my God, that gun can't talk to you. But I thank God the Word talks to me. I thank God that I can open up the Word. And every time I open up the Word, the Lord is speaking. Somebody said to me, Reverend, how do you preach all those sermons? It's the Word. Because the Word is always rich. Oh, it's a rich word. My, yeah, rich, rich, rich. Matter of fact, when I use the word rich, I think about baking. I think about a nice, nice pound cake. Pound cake. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Somebody just had a flashback of the best pound cake you ever had. But, but if you taste a great pound cake, you know a great pound cake is rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you, you don't have to. See, 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 sometimes one of the things that now they, dis, they, they discourage you in restaurants is because now they put the calories next to the order. You know, that just messed up ordering food. I mean, it just messed it up because some of the things that you like the best, now when you let your, your finger go across, you see how many calories. See, when you're young, it doesn't make any difference. I guess some young folk in here, you can eat what you want to eat. God bless you. But as you go through the transition of life, come on, somebody, just say amen, and we won't know it's you. And now you don't even have to eat it anymore. All you got to do is smell it. I mean, you smelling pounds getting on you. Come on, somebody. There's a battle for the mind. Paul said, Paul said, Paul said, we're not going to fight this using as humans and worldly weapons. No, no. But it says that we're going to look, we're going to look at the word of God that's going to knock down strongholds. Hallelujah. Strongholds. False arguments. People who say that God is not real. One of the great things about this season we're now in, which is Lent, and we're drawing closer to the celebration of the resurrection. And one thing that is, that is a distinguishing mark about Christianity is that Jesus is alive. No other, no other faith group talks about resurrection. Tomorrow I believe in God. You can, you can Allah me all you want. You can Salam Alaikum me all you want. But we're not talking about resurrection. The faith we have in God is a faith that is anchored in resurrection. But in order for resurrection to take place, there has to be a death. Oh, I'm, I'm going to come and get you. I, I know you've been sitting there. I'm, I'm going to come and get you. In order for me to get to where it is, God wants to take me. Something in me has got to die. But I thank God that when that dies, I come up with new life. Oh, I see somebody coming in worship today, and you came in here with new work. You came here with new energy, new enthusiasm, new joy. When you think about the joy of the Lord, and you know the joy of the Lord is your strength, whatever it is, whatever the challenge is, whatever the difficulty is, I refuse to give in to my humanity. Here's number three, and I'm through. God's word can reign in 
rebellious thoughts. Thoughts which are trying to stifle your progress. Let me come, let me, let me make it, let me, let me break it down. Let me bring it, bring it to somebody. Somebody told you that you couldn't accomplish a certain task. Somebody told you you were not college material. Somebody told you that you were not good in math. Somebody told you that you will only go so far because in your family, this is as high as they've gone. That's the battle for the mind. It's not what has happened in the past. It's what God potentially can do in your present and move you into your future. Oh, I thank God. Somebody needed to hear that today. I, some, some mother needs to hear that. No matter where I am now, the rest of the story is still out there. And that song that we used to sing, the best is yet to come. And I put my trust in you. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I'm looking, I'm looking at those things and I'm looking at the, the B clause of verse number five. Verse number five, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse number five. I look at that and it says in there uh, that we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. We capture their thoughts. In other way, your thoughts are on the run. Come on, watch, watch me now. Your thoughts are on the run. We've got to capture them. We've got to reel them in. We've got to throw the lasso. We got to, we've got to throw the net over them. We've got to bring our thoughts in. Bring our thoughts in. That's why when we come to church and come to worship, sometimes you are not going to want to do it, but you know you're going to need to do it. I need the word of God. When a person gets sick, Typically, you tell you come into their room and you tell them in order for you to keep living, you've got to eat. It's because one of the things that happens is that you have sometimes as a person are dealing with illnesses and some of you have been bedside with somebody who's in those waning days and they lose their appetite. But on but here we are, we want to help them. And so what one thing that we want to do to help them is to tell them to eat. I need for you to eat. I need for you to eat. I need, I, need you, I need for you to take nourishment into your body, even when you don't feel like doing it. Some of you in this room, we are, we are in this season where persons have did, had to deal with COVID. And one of the things that will happen in COVID is the loss of taste and the loss of the desire to eat. And then you are dealing with weight loss. But this is not wanted weight loss. It's weight loss that will happen as a result of a decision that we're making not to eat, not to drink. But here it is. And this is the last thing that I'm saying. And we're getting ready to shout our way out of here. When you think about the battle for the mind and you think about how Satan wants to take over your mind. But, I, but I'm turning my mind over to you, God. Even when I don't don't feel like doing it. I'm going to keep on pressing my way. Somebody is, is, a, is a, you are a product today because you had a parent, a guardian, a grandparent who did not necessarily feel like doing what they were doing, but they made sacrifices in order for we, for us to get to where we are today. Good morning, Highland Park. 
and my good brothers of Omega Psi Phi fraternity. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul has got to cry out hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. I've decided to give God praise. I've decided to lift up my hands. I've decided to give God the glory. Is there anybody here on a Sunday morning and you don't mind saying, devil, you can't have my mind. You can't have my family. You can't have my household. I will look to the hills from whence comes my help because my help comes from the Lord. Has God been good to you? Has he fought your battles, intercepted your pain, answered your prayer? I will give God praise. Why are you going to praise him, Reverend? I'm going to praise him because every time I turn around, he keeps on blessing me. Has he blessed you this morning? Has he blessed you this week? Has he blessed you this year? I will lift up my hands and give God the glory. He's a mighty, mighty, mighty good God. I love him. I love him. I, I, I love him. The battle for the mind. And I want to give my mind to you, Jesus, because you are the best thing that could ever happen in my life. Lord, I'm not, I'm, I, Lord, it's yours. I'm yours. It's not my agenda, but God, it's all about you. The battle for the mind. That's why you don't come to church one time and say, oh, I came last... I got to I got to connect with God on a regular basis. I can't let you have my mind. If you have my mind, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give up. But I give it over to you, God. Because when I put my little stuff in your hands, there is no limit to what God can do. Hallelujah. 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 You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, FBHP. And remember, there's power at the park. Power.